finding value in, in this content, please tell a friend about it, like and subscribe to the channel. And you know, it just helps us get the word out. You guys know how these, how these algorithms work. All right, let's get into it. What's up everyone, I'm Joe Lemon. and today's episode, I wanna to talk to you guys about how sales professionals can really leverage thought leadership and take on this micro-marketing presence, right? There's so many tools at our disposal these days. We got our phones, we got our laptops, we got podcasts that you can start for free. Why not? I mean, and you know, it beats, I could tell you from, from, <laughs> from experience of doing this, it beats cold emailing and reaching out as a stranger with no context. It beats sharing other people's content. Um, I mean, and while those things work, cold calling, all that stuff is still a play. I'm not here to take away from any of those strategies or any of those tactics, they work. However, one of the growing trends, and it's been around for a while now, is thought leadership. The first thing I think it's important to really say about thought leadership, it's about being original. It's about really having your own idea of where you see your space going. Now with that, it's, this is not so more so to say that um, you can't tweak certain things, and let's be honest, there's not too many new things happening out there, but there are nuances that you can add your own leadership or pioneering thoughts around. And you know, that's what this is about. And as sales professionals, I don't think we have to be this, the, these people that are gonna move the whole industry, but in your world, you have to know what you know and know what you don't know, but speak heavily on the things that you believe in. Now, there's ways to include other people, so it's not about trying to kill the competition and all the rest of that. I got a lot of uh, uh, thought leadership uh, opinions around you know, how sales professionals can collaborate more over trying to compete. We should be competing with ourselves, first and foremost, and collaborating with the other industry le leaders that are pushing the problem that we're trying to solve forward. I'll talk about that more later in future episodes. But so I really wanna share three reasons on why sales professionals need to become thought leaders. One, and you know, I mean, it's, it's just the right stance for us to take because it allows us to build trust. It is the fastest way to build trust that I can, I can think of. Ever since I've been podcasting over the past almost three years now, man, it allows me to one, stop and listen to people, practice my listening skills. That's what we struggle with as salespeople for sure. But you literally get to allow people to open up and talk about themselves. And when you do that, people are, you know, talking about their favorite subject, which is themselves, and you get a chance to kind of build trust because you're being consistent with having those conversations and they see you in multiple spaces, having similar conversations, showing up in a very similar way that allows people to kind of build trust quicker. So I'll get into that in, in a little bit, but trust and authority, I think are major. Um, <laughs> two, it's good for business, man. It's profitability goes through the roof because now you cannot, you don't have to kind of get into this bottom, this race to the bottom and sell off prices alone where you're coming into conversations as the guy, like, hey, I could beat that guy's price. My whole product or service can do it for less. I mean, if you're Walmart, sure. I mean, and you can get the volume thing happening. Great, go for it. However, don't recommend it for most businesses, especially small businesses that can't compete at that level. So it allows you to increase profitability by having a strong brand. And the part that someone brought up to me today, which is the third reason, and I'll go into details on all three of these, but the third reason, which I thought was really interesting, was that it creates a win-win relationship. Now, when you do any thought leadership content, I recommend starting with uh, interview-based style. And this means that you bring people on to a platform that you create. This could be on YouTube. This could be on interview-based uh, blogs. And of course, my favorite podcast. 
But you allow people that really promote what they're up to. You allow them to talk about themselves, their business, their products, their services, whatever they got going on, sports, whatever they want to talk about. It doesn't matter. But you create the atmosphere. It's like hosting a straight house party. You create it. They have the <laughs> you you have the you have the drinks. You got the fun happening. You got the the whole energy set right, and it just allows them to have a good time. It's a win win place and in business. This is a great thing that I've seen personally develop while we've we've done podcast launches for other companies, and so I think that this is something that I didn't see coming, but it really does improve your engagement and allows you to go have deeper relationships, especially with your customers, which leads to referrals. Again, because we are in sales, people always are curious about how do you go about getting referral business. Well, if they know you and like you and trust you, that's going to open them up to actually keeping doing business with you. But then on top of that, being able to create that win-win, it really separates it, man, because then they're, they're looking to promote, they're looking to kind of put you on and put you put them in front of their colleagues, friends, so on. All right, so, you know, one thing I think that's really important that we kind of double back in, and I don't know who started this, but that whole idea of getting people to know, like, and trust you. Um, you know, and I think about the whole sales funnel and, you know, if, you know, at the very top, you have awareness, you have interest, you have, you know, people that are thinking about dealing with you. And this is funnel where they're, where you're filtering out the people that don't really want to, that, that, let me say like this, people that sh shouldn't have your product or people that maybe aren't, you aren't a good fit for, right? You take them through the funnel and you eliminate the waste of the people that don't want to really work with you. And, and then you end up with, like, with your final customers. And so, you know, getting people to know, like, and trust you is major, but how do you get started, right? Because I know I've seen some other videos out there, and I, I watched a couple really good ones on YouTube, man. I'll have some links to them in the bottom because I, I don't want to mess up Michelle's last name, but she has a great content series about thought leadership, so I want to give her all her props and give her roses. But I would say that, you know, if you don't know where to start and you're in sales, start inside. Start with yourself. Make sure that you understand your values and beliefs. Now, this is important because I live by this idea that how you do anything is how you do everything. And you have to really know how you operate. And it doesn't mean that you can't change. We're always constantly evolving. So it's not about being stuck at this person who you were back in the fifth grade. But it is about understanding how you want to operate in your space. And really, even more so as a sales professional, I mean, if, if you if you own the company, great, it's be super easy. But as a salesperson, you should know where your peak of how you want to operate intersects with, you know, your actual company's brand. So, because you want, don't want to go too far either way, right? Like if your company brand is, is, is really buttoned up, it's professional, they still wear suits for every meeting, they hop on Zooms in suits and you show up in, sweat, in like sweatpants, yeah, you got a total disconnect, right? Now, you don't have to give in, but there's an intersection. You got to find that intersection, I believe, whenever you're making content that's going to tie back to generating business, right? And so I would say make sure that you understand your values. Start with that, you know, any type of interview-based content. Like, again, this could be YouTube, this could be podcast, be interview-based type blogs where you just literally hop on the phone with someone and you can just you know, literally download an app like Otter where you can have all your conversations transcribed. I love it. It's only like 10 bucks a month or even less. And, and literally, you can just kind of transcribe all your conversations. This is important because this allows you to really go about seeking understanding. And that's the best place to start. 
uh, after you understand yourself, you want to seek that understanding through that interview-based content, it, you can do this at scale. And this is super important to me because like being able to document and reshare to other people who might not want to be on podcasts, who are who are have opinions, but they don't consider themselves thought leaders in your space, potential customers, this lets them know that you're receptive and open to at least having a dialogue. And I think people are, are down to have a dialogue with someone that's going to collaborate with them. Especially if it's not like coming across like you're hard closing, you're selling, and there's it's either my product or there's no way to go about it. But you're down to have a consultative type of collaboration, which I believe is that uh, evolution of that consultating type of sale, where you're sitting on the same on the same side of the table of them and really getting into it, and you know talking about pros and cons. Like sometimes you might not be the good fit, and helping them disqualify themselves, right? Like why not play that role for? just for people, and and then still give, giving them value. So I think that's a great way to do it. Um, you know, so after you kind of, if you think about it, have your values, seek understanding, man, and curate. Curation is key. Like curation to me has been the thing that we did at Elevation Medical that started this process to allow people to know that we're open. <laughs> we're open to allowing other people to kind of share our space with us. We. We would give all of our clients shout outs on Instagram. We would reshare their posts. It sounds like a, such a dumb thing, a silly thing to do, but man, it's just it just works. One, we need more content, so why not curate? And two, build a community of winners within that curation, right? I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's worked out great for me. It was a no-brainer after we started doing it, but I didn't really realize how easily it plays into creating that thought leadership. And over time, what you will do after you have an understanding and after you authentically build your own opinion, like be original with it. Be like, be, I mean, be like unapologetically original about this whole process. Whenever you come up with your opinion, take your stance after you know what people find your product or service valuable for them, right? That's why it's important, I believe, to have these conversations with people first. I believe during this interview, you should be trying to tease out just ideas about where the industry is going, how you, you're you able to help them. Just find the gaps without your product really even being baked into it. Don't make it a sales pitch. Don't make it an infomercial type of content. This is literally a conversation between two people just talking shop. And it's not so you can close the interview with a pitch or you know get into my demo, get in my, get in my funnel. It's none of that. It literally has to be about this relationship. And on top of that, I even have a nice strategy about how you go about building out your own interview-based podcast. You can go to salesculture.work. I'll have uh, links in the actual show notes below. And you can literally download my PowerPoint slide deck on how you can launch your own interview-based podcast. And there's a key question that you got to ask at the end of every po every episode or podcast episode, and it's about how you help other people. I got it from another guest that I, that we had on, but get the whole get the whole PowerPoint deck, and you'll get the whole process there. It's free, so I have the link below. You guys can jump into that. So after you have your after you've developed your pioneering thoughts, uh, the last piece of advice I would say around this is, is start small, start small, and stay disciplined with your execution. The hardest part about I can speak on podcasting especially is there's this thing called the pod fade. And it's historically known for people doing about five to seven episodes and then they fall off. And it's classic, right? It's classic. And, and, and it's, it's easy to do because there's so many distractions, so many things to do. I mean, you can do YouTube. You can do you can do all types of You can do blog writer. You can figure out whatever your lane is. But whatever you choose, your, your actual medium of choice, commit to it for a series is what I recommend. Like at least give yourself a 10 to 12 series lane 
and assess. Like you maybe you don't like this, maybe you don't like this style, maybe this this style of micro marketing isn't for you. But whatever you do, get disciplined in your marketing efforts as a sales professional because your because your goal is still to actually build the business. And marketing doesn't always align with closing deals, but I believe this is something that we have to do for the innovators out there that that really want to challenge and push the actual status quo and really get after your actual goal. So with that said, guys, hopefully you guys found a ton of content, a ton of value out of this. And to get more content from me, please subscribe, hit the like button. I got to do the whole YouTube thing, smash the like button, do all that good stuff. And if you need more information from me, go over to salesculture.work and you can gather up more of my free content there. And until next time, I'll be back with more and more heat.